What's up? What's up? What it do? Happy Wednesday. Today's February 2nd. Feels good to be back in the studio, back on air. Shouts out to my new podcast hosting platform, Buzzsprout. Shouts out to my new podcast broadcasting studio platform, Riverside.fm. Episode 48 is finally here. The wait is over. Um, last time I did a podcast, man, was what? December 22nd of last year, <laughs> you know, happened to get things changed, man. RSSS and, you know, moving platforms and broadcasts. It's been, uh, it's been crazy, man. You know, it's almost like moving to a new house, you know, from an apartment to a two or three bedroom <laughs> story house. All right. Um, I'm happy to have, uh, you back on. I appreciate your support. I appreciate your patience. Um, you know, thanks for listening and thanks for downloading. Uh, please, man. Um, feel free to follow me on Twitter. I'll follow you back at underscore Clarence Jones and new YouTube channel. Okay. Subscribe to my new YouTube channel titled Clarence Jones Sports Media. And I definitely subscribe to your channel. All right. That's Clarence Jones Sports Media YouTube channel on Twitter at underscore Clarence Jones. Man, I look forward to, uh, following you back. All right. Um, Tom Brady, Tom Brady has retired after 22 seasons. Um, seven time Super Bowl champion, man, you know, um, the goat greatest of all time. You know, we can make the argument and bring up names like Jerry Rice and Lawrence Taylor, but what Tom Brady did at his position, I mean, he did it at a high level, we talk about a six round pick, what, 199th, I think, you know, nobody really wanted Tom Brady and to see him retire, you know, I got the news that, you know, we all got the news a couple of days ago and I was like, wow, you know, not to sound selfish, but I really wanted Tom to come back at least for one more year. You know, <laughs> I really wanted Tom to come back for at least one more year, but I mean, he was great. You know, unfortunately I hate, that he got one of his rings from our Falcons. I, I feel like he stole that Super Bowl from us. <laughs> Super Bowl 58, man, I, you know, up 28 to three. And just, uh, I just hate looking at that game. I hate talking about it. You know, when I'm looking at my watch or checking the time on my phone, when I see 328, I just, I hate it. <laughs> you know, it, it, it goes back to that Super Bowl 51. You know, when it's March 28th, 328, I hate it, man. So. But overall, like I said, Tom, you know, well-deserved. I guess I really wish he would have went out with one more year, you know, but in the end, man, it's his decision. And uh, like I said, he left the game at a high, you know, level. You know, he was still great. You know, we can all make the argument, hey, he could have at least went one more and one more at a high level. I mean, Tom was Tom is still in the MVP discussion. You know what I'm saying? Tom is still in the MVP discussion. So, that just shows you alone. He's it's not like he's walking out the door bad, like oh bad arm. He's getting injured. I mean, Tom leaving the game at a high level. Twenty two seasons, seven time Super Bowl champion. It's safe to say he's the goat. You know, I mean, man, I mean the plays he made on that field. You know, the wins and the passing yards, and you know, like I say, the Super Bowls I just mentioned, and you know, coming back from that twenty eight to three. I mean, my Falcons were up twenty eight to three. <laughs> okay. My Falcons was up 28 to three and we lost to Tom Brady and the new England Patriots. I mean, I would never, ever forget that one. I mean, that, that was our Super Bowl, right? Falcon fans. That was ours. And 
man, it sucks to uh, think about that. But <laughs> beyond that, you know, shouts out to Tom Brady, man. Thank you for what you bring to the game. 22 seasons and, um, you know, first round ballot Hall of Famer. You know, we shouldn't even be asking ourselves that. We'd be crazy. We should be slapping ourselves because we asking ourselves if Tom was, you know, first time, you know, future Hall of Famer. That shouldn't even be in the discussion. Okay. All right, man. Um, but again, Buccaneers, I'm sure they're going to move on. Uh, Patriots, I can't wait to see what they do with Tom Brady. Is he going to, you know, retire a Patriot or is he going to have the Patriots do something at his uh, ceremony? I mean, I don't know. I was thinking that Tom will always retire a, a Patriot for one day, but you know, there's some bad blood there. You know, there's still some, you know, wounds that need to be, uh, bandaged up and they haven't been bandaged up yet. So, it is what it is, but shouts out to the GOAT, Tom Brady, seven-time Super Bowl champion, 22 great seasons, six-rounder, 199th pick. I mean, anything is possible. If Tom did it, why can't we? Okay. All right, I want to talk about Kwame Brown uh, getting on Dwayne Wade's uh, daughter. Uh, is it Zaya Wade? Kwame Brown getting on Dwayne Wade's daughter, Zaya Wade. Um, Zaya Wade posted a picture on Instagram. Um, when was it? Doing, I want to say it was on Kobe Bryant's and Gianna, Gigi, um, you know, the nine people that we lost, you know, Gigi, Kobe, and the seven loving, wonderful people that we lost um, in that helicopter crash. It was on January 26th. So, yeah, January 26th of this year here. I believe that's when Dwayne Wade's daughter posts an Instagram photo of her in a Kobe Bryant's dress. And she was honoring Kobe Bryant and Gigi, you know, and that's understandable from my end. Not sure how you feel about it, but Kwame Brown was definitely, he felt some type of way rude. I must say questioning Dwayne Wade's manhood and talking about Dwayne Wade, you know, um, a woman is running his household and Kobe Bryant didn't stand for this. I mean, just negativity. I don't have everything you know, that Kwame Brown said, but I'm like, dude, mind your business. I mean, who are you to question Dwayne Wade's manhood and who runs his house and, you know, questioning by his daughter honoring Kobe Bryant and Gigi? I mean, what's the problem with that? Please tell me. You know, and I was on record, man, covering for Kwame Brown. Last year, remember when, you know, something broke last year when Steven Jackson was coming out on uh, all the smoke podcasts and basically him and Matt Barnes. And they were saying that, you know, he pretty much was a bust. And I remember doing my podcast last year. I can't remember what episode it was, but I remember doing my podcast. OK, and I was on record saying, you know what? He he wasn't a bust. He just didn't live up to his expectations. You know, he was a number one pick. But he, you know, he stayed in the game for a good while. You know, it, it wasn't like he left the game after three years, you know, three seasons. So I cut him some slack on that one. I was like, you know, everybody getting on Kwame Brown, let's chill out. You know, he did stay in the game more than five seasons. So we can't really call him a bust. But this right here is pissing me off. It's pissing me off because you're going at a teenager. You know, you're going at Dwayne Wade's daughter. You in his business. You know, you basically dipping in the Kool-Aid and you don't know the flavor of Carmine Brown. Now, I don't got Dwayne Wade's uh, comments yet. I don't know what Dwayne Wade said about it. But it pissed me off. You know, we all in this world have the right to be what we want to be. 
transgender, man, woman, whatever color we want to be. We have that right to do that to our bodies. We're not harming anybody. It's our body. It's our gender. It's our choice. It's our decision. So what makes the other person, you know, fair judgment to say, hey, this ain't right. Kobe wouldn't appreciate this. Or this ain't what Kobe stood for. You don't chill out, man. You know? Now, I'm sure Dwayne Wade might have said something. I just didn't follow up with it. I didn't, you know, but that just pissed me off. You're going at a teenager because she wants to honor Kobe Bryant and Gigi. That's bothering you, Kwame Brown? Really? You got to do better, man. You got to do better than that. You're going at a teenager, going at Dwayne Wade. I mean, he's just all in everybody. I mean, what, last year, him and Stephen A went at it. Him and Steven Jacks. I mean, everybody's going at him. And I, at last year, I was like, I said, last year, I was like, why, why are they going at Carmine Brown for? You know? But now I see this man is basically digging in Kool-Aids and don't know the flavor. Dipping in your Kool-Aid, man. You know? Zaya Way has the right to be what she wants to be and represent what she wants to represent. Everybody in this world, man, has the right to be what they want to be. Stop judging people. Stop trying to bring people down because probably you down. Or stop trying to bring people down so you can get some enjoyment. Kwame Brown, you wrong for that. And I hope you issue an apology or some type of statement. I really do. Because you, I mean, you you out of bounds on that one, bro. Really, you you out of bounds on that one. Zaya Wade in did nothing to you at all. Nothing. All she was doing was just honoring Kobe Bryant and Gigi. Death anniversary was January 26, 2022. That's all she was doing was just honoring Kobe Bryant and Gigi. How's it bothering you? Do better, man. Damn. All right. So we got the Super Bowl. Was it 56 coming up on February 13th? And um, we got Rams Bengals. Okay. And I think this is going to be a great Super Bowl. I'm not ready to get into the numbers yet and the breakdown yet. I'll probably do that next week. But what I want to talk about is both teams. Starting with the Los Angeles Rams. I admire what the Rams do. You know, they're not afraid to make moves. They're not afraid to make trades. They're not afraid to come out and say what they need to make their team better. Okay. They don't just... Yeah, 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 in the press conference, just to say what you need to hear. You know, Rams, Coach Sean McVay, he, I mean, in these press conferences, he he keep it real. You can always tell the coaches in the press conferences that's keeping it real and the ones that are just saying something just to say something so they can, you know, because it sound good. When I hear Sean McVay, that's a man that's going to tell you whether you suck, whether you're good, whether we suck, whether we good, this is what we need to do. I mean, you know he's for real. And I want to go in some of the things, man, like, the moves he made, the trades, okay, um, getting rid of Todd Gurley, you know what I'm saying? That was a bold move, you know? Todd Gurley at the time, I mean, when Todd Gurley first got with these Rams, man, he was good, right? I mean, he was in MVP discussions and all. But down the line, you know, towards that 2017 and 2018, Todd Gurley just, you know, he, he wasn't looking good, looking slow. The Rams dealt with his injury, the arthritic knee, and for a while, and they had to get rid of him. 
But it was a bold move because most teams wouldn't do that. They did it. I mean, even though the Rams didn't have a, at the time, a back that is you know, just as good as Todd Gurley, they still move on. They wasn't afraid. Um, Jared Goff got rid of Jared Goff. You know? Yeah, they got rid of Jared Goff for Matthew Stafford. My Falcons afraid to move on from Matt Ryan. I don't know why. I respected the Ravens for getting rid of um, Joe Flacco, even though he won them a Super Bowl. And I respect the Rams for getting rid of Jared Goff, not being afraid, not caring what the outside NFL world thinks. They got rid of Jared Goff and got them a Matthew Stafford. The Rams are bold, man. You know, they got um, Von Miller in a trade. They wasn't afraid. You know, they just what the Rams go at it, man. You know, I mean, why do you think they stack right now? <laughs> you know, the Rams are stacked because they're not afraid. They go out and get it. They do their thing, man. They just not afraid. And I, I, I'm like, OK, that explains why they in the Super Bowl. That explains why the Rams are in the Super Bowl. OK, who else? They got uh, Jalen Ramsey. You know, they went out and got him. However they did, they figured it out, and they went out and got a Jalen Ramsey. Let that sink in, man. These Rams are making moves. OBJ, I just love the way they move. I I like it. I wish my Falcons had that identity, not being afraid to drop Matt Ryan or whoever it is. Go out and get some stacked talent. That, that's what it takes to win big games in the playoffs, regular season in the playoffs. If you make it to the Super Bowl, that's what it takes. But unfortunately, teams like my Falcons and many other teams in the NFL, they don't understand that. They don't get it. You know? But, yeah, I just want to point that out. I like what they do. I admire it. I'm jealous. I'm a Falcon fan, you know, looking from the, you know, outside, inside. I'm jealous. If you're a Rams fan, you lucky. You got a Sean McVay and you got a general manager in the front office team that ain't afraid to make moves. That's going to go out and get the best players and stack that team up. Who cares? All the teams stack. So what? You know, um, the Bengals. Now about the Bengals, I think the Bengals are just going to just like mean, just the run that they had so far in these playoffs. They went three, you know, okay. They beat the Raiders round one, beat the Titans round two, and they beat the Chiefs round three. Tough matchups, right? Yeah, tough, very tough, right? I think what the Bengals just done was put pressure on that new coach coming in from whoever team coaches that's getting hired. Now general managers and front offices will be looking at the new coach. Like, Hey, you see what coach Zach Taylor did for Cincinnati Bengals. That's what we're looking for. We're looking for at least get to the AFC conference championship in the next two to three years. Cause most new coaches, they get what? five-year deal. So I can see general managers. I can see front offices coming in and saying, Hey, we need you to do this. Ain't no such thing. You can't do it no more because the Bengals just did it, you know, and they did it in a tough fashion. It wasn't easy. Wasn't no cakewalk. They did it in a tough fashion, you know? So I I can only imagine how those interviews is going to be now when new coaches coming in this year, next year, year after. Zach Taylor and the Bengals set an example that a lot of new, you know, coaches is going to be pressured by. 
we need you to at least make our team to the AFC Conference Championship, NFC Conference Championship, second round. You know, and we're talking about a Bengal team that was, you know, really started from the bottom. Now they're here. A lot of people say it started from the bottom. Now we're here. But the, <laughs> the Bengals really is here. I mean, look at it. Zach Taylor, his overall record for the Bengals is 16, 30, and 1. 16, 30, and 1. You know, um, 3-0 in the playoffs, like I just said. He was hired on February 4th of 2019. He went 2-14 in 2019. 2-14. He went 4 11 and 1 in 2020. And he went 10 and 7 this year. And they in the playoffs. You know? They and they haven't been to the Super Bowl since 1989. But he turned his team around in three years. Three and a half years, whatever you want to call it. Two and a half years, three and a half years, three years fully, whatever you want to call it. He turned his team around. He got hired in 2019 on February 4th. Like I said, he went 2 and 14 in 2019, 4, 11 and 1 in 2020, 10 and 7 this year. Now they in the Super Bowl. They got Joe Burrow in 2020. They went 4, 11 and 1. Joe Burrow had the injury. And now look at him in the Super Bowl. Man, man, man. (laughs) Pressure. You know, all these coaches, man. Good luck. If I'm a coach that just got hired by, you know, a team, I'm looking at the Bengals like, damn. Damn, Zach Taylor, why did you did that? Come on. (laughs) You know, what was you thinking? You know, now it's going to make my job harder. And that's what general managers are going to be looking for. Fans are going to be looking for. I mean, can you imagine how Bengals fans must feel? Like, it's a miracle. You know? If this a dream, don't wake me up. You know, <laughs> what a Chris Brown song say, don't wake me up. Uh, uh, uh. I mean, d- don't wake you up. Right. Seriously. So, but yeah, man, um, it just goes to show you, man, Zach Taylor and, and Sean McVay, you know, hell, Zach Taylor came from under Sean McVay's tree, coaching tree. He was like the what? Wide receiver coach in uh, Los Angeles or the quarterback coach a couple years ago. Now look at him in the Super Bowl. But I admire the Rams the most because the the Rams do what you do on Madden, right? You know, we all play Madden, right? And we all play the coaches mode and, you know, the GM mode, and we all make changes and try to make trades. And, you know, we try to stack our team. And I feel like that's what the Rams do in real life. They're not afraid to go out and get that big star. Oh, they got Aaron Donald. Why they need Von Miller? They won the Super Bowl. You got to get past people like Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers and, you know, the greats, man, Russell Wilson's, I mean, Dallas Cowboys, Dak Prescott, you got to stack your team up. You know, you need playmakers on both sides of the ball, offense and defense. Hell, if you can get them on special teams, get them on special teams. This NFL ain't no game. It's when to go home, you know? Yeah, man. So I just want to let that be known. Um, Washington football, new team. It's now the Washington Commanders. I like the name. I thought about it. I, I kept saying it like a 10 and 15 times. I said, Washington Commanders. Washington Commanders. Washington Commanders. And I was like, you know what? This is not bad. You know? 
I like it. I like it. Um, I've been reading a couple of comments early. A lot of people don't like it. A lot of Washington fans and NFL fans making some jokes, making some memes. But yeah, the Washington Commanders, it's not bad. We just got to get used to saying it, you know. I think right now, of course, we just going to, you know, knock it down now. But, you know, by the time the NFL draft starts in April, um, by the time the NFL season starts in, what, September, I think we all will be like Washington Commanders. It's not bad. Now, could have been better names, maybe. You know, we can make the argument, generals. Um, I think I shoot a petition to Washington, was it two years ago? I said like they should go by the Washington Gladiators. That was my choice because I think it was like a – it was something on Twitter a couple of years ago. I don't know if Washington started this tweet or did somebody random started it, but uh, they was like, you know, what do you think the name should be? Or if, if you was a Washington, you know, owner, um, what would you, you know, call the team? And I was, I was like, Washington Gladiators. And I actually submitted, you know, to them, but they didn't went with it. I don't know, was it already copyrighted or not? But like I said, you know, yes, you know, an argument could be made, commanders, but – Gladiator's not, you know, bad either, but, you know, Washington Commanders sound pretty cool. You know, it's all right. You know, it ain't like, oh, cool, 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 but it's all right. It's all right. All right, man, before I close on out, um, I want to talk about Coach Brian Flores, man, suing the NFL, suing the Dolphins, suing the Broncos, and suing the Giants um, for racism during the hiring process, along with Coach Brian Flores coming out saying that the Dolphins owner, Stephen Ross, offered him $100,000 per loss this past season. So he was trying to get a high draft pick, owner Stephen Ross of the Dolphins. Look, Brian Flores about to blow this thing up. And I'm happy because I'm sick of it. Um, It bothered me on what happened to Colin Kaepernick. It's bothered me with Mike Tomlin being the only black head coach in the NFL. And I'm happy Brian Flores is coming out and saying, I wish he would have been came out and say this, but he better not lose his case. NFL, you better do your homework because I don't think a man like Brian Flores is lying. Now, I don't know what went down in that Broncos interview and that Giants interview or even in the Dolphins exit out interview, but it tells me that it was wrong written all over those three interviews. I'm assuming he did have a talk with the Broncos the Giants and the Dolphins and racism during the hire, you know, during the hiring process is just not cool. Former discrimination towards Brian Flores, not cool. But I'm happy. And I hope this really opened up and wake up a lot of people's eyes. You know, to see why it bothers us to see Colin Kaepernick not get a another opportunity to be a, a starting quarterback in the league again. Why it bothers us that Mike Tomlin is the only black head coach in the NFL. Brian Flores ain't lying about this. I don't think he is. How no, I just know. You know, it's been happening in the NFL for a while. Like I said, Colin Kaepernick, really? You mean to tell me he couldn't be the quarterback for the Jets? He couldn't be the quarterback for the Jacksonville Jaguars? Stop it. It's something going on in the NFL, and Brian Flores will expose it. Giants. Broncos and Dolphins, wake up. You got some questions to answer. All right. Now, there's no reason why Brian Flores shouldn't have a head coaching job in the league. I mean, he took the Dolphins from a winning season 
you know, I mean, from a losing season to a winning season this past season. You know, they lost seven straight and won seven straight. And Stephen Ross, you offering $100,000 to lose. You telling Brian Flores to lose so you can get a high draft pick, not knowing on the other side, it's making him look like a bad coach, an unfaithful coach, an unloyal coach. It's going to be bad for his future when he try to get future head coaching jobs. You think you're slick? You trying to catch Brian Flores in a trap? Man, I'm so happy. When I got this news last night, I said, I can't wait to talk about this. This is going to open up eyes and the NFL better be making a change. I can't believe I like what owner Stephen Wright. He should lose his ownership. Stephen Ross should lose his ownership. He shouldn't even be an owner anymore. That's dirty. You're going to tell a black head coach, know how hard it is for us black coaches to get head coaching jobs. Hey, I pay you $100,000 if you can lose this game, that game, that game, that game. Roger Goodell, NFL committee, NFL front offices, it's time. It's Black History Month. It's the second day in February. It's time. We need more black head coaches, and we need to be getting treated fairly in these interviews. Man, I'm still waiting on Eric by enemy, offensive coordinator of the Kansas City Chiefs, to get an opportunity. When? I've been waiting for a while. We've been waiting for a while. When it's going to happen? Man, I'm happy Brian Flores came out and let this be known. What he experienced in those interviews, racism and you know, doing a hiring process, discrimination, Stephen Ross, Dolphins owner, willing to pay this man $100,000 to lose. Do your job, NFL. Be fair. Get it right. Brian Flores about to tear this league up. The league is on notice. If it wasn't on notice with Colin Kaepernick, it's on notice now. All right, man. That's all I got. Again, uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. Uh, follow me on Twitter at underscore Clarence Jones. Uh, subscribe to my YouTube channel, Clarence Jones Sports Media. I subscribe to yours back. I'll follow you back on Twitter. Um, that's a wrap. That's all I got for you. Take care. Um, be safe. And have a sports day. Do something sporty today. Play basketball. Play 2K. Play Madden. Go to the gym, work out, you know, play some kickball, volleyball, do something. Have a sports day. Peace. I'm out.